Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that, you know, doesn't waste its time funkin' and, or even junkin', trunkin'. Uh, there's no spelunkin'. It's all munkin' around here. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? I'm feeling great. I'm wearing a cool hat that most people can't see, um, but I'm ready And to by go. most people, you mean every single person but me. That's not true. My girlfriend's in the room too. Oh, okay. So, just and are there any cats or dogs in the room as well? Because they probably can see it. There is a there's a cat also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, do you know if the cat appreciates the hat? Um, you could say this: the cat in the hat. It's underneath. Just kidding. ah. Okay. Good. Um, shouts to the cat in the hat. And I honestly, I always felt as a kid that the cat in the hat comes back was a superior book, but that's just my opinion. Um, okay. Anyway, so. Uh, we're not here to talk about the cat in the hat. We we're talking about another cool cat, though. We're talking about the monk. Yep. What Mr. Beaumont. Monk takes his medicine. That's right. What's your opinion on uh, Mr. Monk takes his medicine? Um. Okay. So, like, I, you know, like on Prime, it'll give you like a brief synopsis. Uh huh. So I was like, oh shit. Okay, this might be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns out when Monk's not Monk, he fucking sucks. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. of two minds of this episode because I think the stuff he does when he is the monk is funny. I just don't enjoy watching it. You know what I mean? Like, I think if it was another show and a character was acting like that, I would like it. But it's kind of just like, I'm not watching Monk for this. <laughs> like, it's not... It, it also is just, yeah. like, uncomfortable. Yeah, no, it is. And we'll get into it later, but there's one thing in particular that I fucking hate, and it's, like, seeing people with, like, stains on their shirts. Like, yes. I can't deal yeah. with that. It, it, yeah, I think that... And I mean, I'll, I'll just say at the beginning, just because I think this is an all constant thing. Not to get too serious, but I, I really don't like the way that this episode portrays taking medication for medic- for mental illness. Because, right. like, to be frank, I started taking medication for my OCD when I was 17 or 18, and I, I don't think I could have – I wouldn't have made it in college or as an adult. I wouldn't be able – like, I just wouldn't be a functioning adult without it, and it really, like – you know, save my life in a lot of ways. And not that I think that you only can ever portray good portrayals of medication, but I think it's just really kind of stupid that it's like he takes one dose and all of a sudden he's a horrible person. Like, even if you were going to have right, a bad right. reaction to medication like that, it wouldn't be one dose. And I get that they want to do it for, like, the expediency of the plot, but it's kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I-, I think that Monk's rationale, and we'll get to it, for not taking medication, like, because he doesn't want chemicals in his body or whatever – is stupid and harmful and i don't like that the episode kind of gives that credence like it actually it actually is like a really dumb thing yeah like that's true it's really really stupid and ignorant and problematic for you to be like I, like if you don't want to take medication for your mental illness fine but the reason it shouldn't be like some dumb bullshit anti-vax i don't want chemicals in my body it's like no like that's stupid like there are chemicals you just don't like what already. it's gonna how it's gonna make you exactly. feel or like and, whatever. and there yeah. are plenty of people who have bad reactions to uh to medication for mental illness and there are plenty of people who should be taking it but i just i just generally it irks me a little bit where it's like oh so the one time he takes medication that like because because I, I also don't like that it kind of implies that monk doesn't have a choice like his only choices are being crippled in monk the way that he is normally yeah. or being untethered and being a horrible person it's like no like because I, I also think a lot of people with mental illness feel that way where it's like i either i'm gonna be a miserable depressed self or i'm gonna be like uncreative or i'm either i'm gonna have uh, if i'm bipolar i'm gonna if i take medication i'm gonna be like a down roll i'm like i just i don't like that dichotomy anyway got that out of the way off top right i want to go right no but it did annoy me but but 
Yeah, but also, like, they, I mean, I'm not going to let them off the hook. Like, they yeah. had crazy time jumps in other episodes, too. Yeah. So they could have easily been like, okay, well, he's been a dick for, like, a week or something. Or, like, yeah, it took exactly. him a while. Yeah, it, it, it just, it, that is just, like, that's just unrealistic. And, like, it's frustrating because it's, like, any yeah. any medication, even if it's medication for, like, freaking stomach cramps, it, it takes more than a week. I'm not a week, more than one dose to fix. Anyway. Yeah. We don't start off with Monk. We start off with a guy named Dewey. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong. Do have you ever met a person whose first name is actually Dewey? Are there any real Deweys? Because I feel like it's only in fiction. Are there Deweys? Yeah, the only Dewey I know is the one from Scream, David Arquette. Exactly. I was thinking of Dewey from Scream. There's uh, Dewey Cox from the famous John C. Reilly movie, and then of course, I know uh, yeah. oh, you, dude, you love that. It's a great movie. Um, and okay. that's it's not like a me being ironic. Right? It's actually a great movie. Um, okay. And also, uh, my, the Dewey I immediately think of is Dewey Finn from School of Rock. And so my, I, I've, I've been on this tip for a while. You can ask anyone. Is that Jack me. Black? Yes. His name is Dewey? Yes. Okay. He go, but he goes by Mr. S for most of it because he's obviously pretending to be his friend. Um, but the, we got to stop naming characters Dewey. It's not a real name. Let me just say that. It's, it's not a real name. No one's named Dewey. Um, there was a guy, there was a guy I went to, well, we went to high school with and he ended up getting a DUI. So we'd call him Dewey. <laughs> That's <laughs> real, real simple. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so they're arresting a guy named Dewey, who's like a biker, and, you know, he's, this stuff is not important. You, you might think it is the beginning, but basically Stamon and Disher show up, and, uh, you know, they're ready to bring this guy Dewey in, and all of a sudden you see a car roll up, and the guy reaches in the glove compartment, and he's, he does, is he reaching for his license, registration? No, what is, what is he reaching for? He's reaching for a pistol, a pistol. He's reaching for his piece, he's reaching for the heater. Um, yeah, whatever, the strike. burner. The burner, yeah. He's reaching for the uh, the biscuit. Um, <laughs> I think that that was lying at one point. <laughs> uh, anyway. I, I've never heard it, but I like it. I'm going with it from now <laughs> um, on. That, uh, and so he pulls out, and he just starts opening fire on uh, the police. Now, watching it this time, I feel like it's kind of obvious that he's not shooting at anyone in particular. Did you get that vibe? Uh, Yeah, I mean... No, actually, I, I no, I, okay. I didn't think that because okay. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, yeah. I guess you were thinking is I guess it made me think a lot of the beginning of Mr. Monk of the Sleeping Suspect, where the guy's so clearly just trying to get, get cops mad at him, where it just it's kind of indiscriminate. Anyway, the, uh, they're like the one where the shooter is. Sure enough, someone got hit. Who got hit? Our guy thought it was off. It was off a whole episode. He comes back and just gets shot. Yeah, no. Were, were you worried? Did your heart skip a beat when you saw him on the ground, eyes closed? Absolutely not, because I, yeah. I, I'm almost positive he's gonna be here the whole show. Correct, that is correct. Uh, but you know, he got shot, and it's it sucks getting shot. I have no experience in the matter, but okay. If you've been shot, please let us know. How much does it suck? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, at me too. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, exactly. We go through our ads at the end of the episode. They're in the description. Add us if you've been shot. Um, and yeah, don't spare any details unless you legally are not allowed to uh, tell us. Anyway, um, so we cut to Dr. Kroger's office after the theme song. And the thing I don't like about this episode, too, is I wish that we – why is Monk – because Monk is really upset and anguished about his life. Right. We don't know why. Exactly. It's all of a sudden. And it's yeah. not like they need that much explanation. Like, yeah. I, 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 it's not that I don't buy that Monk would feel that way. I just want to know why, you know? Yeah, he could just, like, wake up one morning and, like, just be out of sorts. You know, something real simple. Exactly. Uh, although – Although I did get super excited that the episode started in Kroger's office. That shit never happened. So I was like, yeah, okay, we're in for yeah, something, exactly. some, some psychological stuff. 
And and what he's talking about is very sad. He's like he's talking about like I this is not the life I wanted. You know I envy the guy on the bus coming home at five p.m. Um, and you know these are all fair things. These are things I think a lot of people with mental illness feel. Um, yeah. And he you know wipes his snot with the tissue and he tries to just put leave it on the table, and mm-hmm. he. Uh, he can't ignore it, so he has to get up and throw it out, and that really destroys him. Which, from personal experience, I can tell you, when you're trying to not give in to an OCD compulsion, and you do, it is like even though it's silly and played for laughs, like I, f- it's demoralizing. Like when you're like, nope, Jake, you're not gonna, you're not, you're, you're not gonna wash your hands here. You're fine. And then when you end up doing it, it is like the worst feeling in the world. So I fully understand why that makes him feel terrible. Yeah. No, for sure. It, it, it's sad. Um, and, and, like, you know, luckily, <clears throat> Tony Shalhoub is, like, a good enough actor that he makes you feel it, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't feel earned, per se. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even though, like, you're wondering, like, what made him feel this way, the note, you're not, it's a testament to Tony Shalhoub as an actor that you're not asking, you're asking what made him feel this way and not he shouldn't feel this way. Because you're willing to buy that Monk could feel that way, you just don't know why. Anyway. Dr. Kroger sees him, how his drug is, and he's like, you know, there's this new drug. Um, I forgot what the name of it is. Um, Doxanel or something? Doxanel. Uh, it's uh, Regeneron. It's Remdesivir. Remdesivir, no. Um, it's a hydroxychloroquine. Um, yeah. No, it's, so it's this new drug that was just apparently approved, low side effects, and it could help him out. And Monk's like, no, I don't want chemicals in my body. Um, which really, once again, like anyone just, it, when people start talking about chemicals just as a general term, not with Monk, but I stopped taking them seriously. Like what chemicals? <laughs> They're plenty of good chemicals. <laughs> Not to yeah, be the no, and, um, chemical guy, but yeah, no, it's like, uh, and so he mentions uh, slight side effects. Um, is one of them that he just can he eats uncontrollably? Because they don't even I like mean, maybe he does it all the time. He does it all the time in the episode, but they don't even address it. No, he's he's hungry. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I mean. Maybe he's like me, and fear of having your hands dirty from food prevents you from eating in social situations, but I don't think that that's what it is. Um, I think he's just hungry all the time, which is fine. You know, a lot of medications sometimes do increase your appetite, so um, yeah. anyway, he doesn't want it, but he, Dr. Orr gives him, like, the sample bottle and says, if you want to take one, give me a call. You know, I really think you should try it. Another thing, sorry, I just for the, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. Who the hell gives like a sample bottle? Like, you give like sample like fucking for a week. Not you don't give him a whole bottle. Well, no, he said it was, there was a week's worth of it in there. It didn't sound like it sounded like a lot more than that. Well, no, but he's he, I know I understand it looked inside, but he did he did. There's the line where he said there's a week in there. Okay, so, okay. Um, yeah, I I'm trying to think if I've ever been given. I mean, I've given a bo- a small bottle, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. It does look like a regular size bottle. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we cut to the crime scene. No, we don't. Oh, we don't? Sharona fucking oh, Sharona right, shows right, up right, 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 and starts right. banging on the window, which, like, right. why didn't you just go in through the front door? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll get, it, I think the answer is probably just because it's visually more interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But she yells that Stomar's been shot. Um, and we cut to and the crime scene, and Randy is taking control. And how's Randy doing? Is he, is he hanging in there? Well, he, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like, he's, you know, he's scrambling, but... Uh, he's handling a lot better than the last time he was off to his own devices, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. That was a while back. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's doing well. And, like, you know, he's kind of uh, – Monk shows up and he's trying to – because Monk at this point hasn't taken the medication. So no, he's he still hasn't. Monk. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, he sh- so he shows up and he starts, you know, going through his whole thing. And, and for whatever reason, like, all the cops that are there, which – and, like, all the people or witnesses or whatever, they all seem to think that the – uh, the shots came from above, like yeah, from a I, second. I, I or... was gonna say the same thing. It's dumb. 
yeah it's weird it's really strange and uh and yeah i don't know that yeah it's basically it because like i'm not a forensic scientist but like those shots look like they came from the street level <laughs> like just where the bullet holes are i can see bullet holes yeah like I, I would just imagine that if it's a shot from above like bullet holes would somehow give the impression that it came from above i, I believe know, that maybe. they would i'm not once again not we're not forensic experts um right but anyway uh, so, so yeah, Monk Monk establishes that that these mm-hmm. these shots came from street mm-hmm. level. So mm-hmm. probably from a car, or someone passing by, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I do like about the scene is you know Randy's kind of freaking out, and I do like that Monk takes the time to say you know Captain, we're proud of you. Because you know Monk, he you know you don't get as much as him and Stottmeyer, but obviously Monk cares about Randy, and I like that he's you know being supportive. It's nice to see. Yes. Um, yes. So uh, we determine that where the shots came from, and then they talk to two police officers who, uh, you know, saw, like, who were in route, who basically were nearby, and they came, and they saw a car. They were at... But why, but why were they there? I was going to say, they were at a suicide four blocks away. Now, did right. you clock this as being important at the moment? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because they, they give a lot of detail. I would say too much, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Um, and they saw a guy who drove by them, and they made a U-turn. Yeah. And what, what he, when, he, when he made a U-turn, obviously, he was going towards the highway, right? Uh, you would think, mm-hmm. but apparently uh, he was going the wrong direction. He was going away from the highway and towards a reservoir, which tells you what? Yeah, he dumped the gun. They're always dumping he the dumped gun. The bur- he dumped the biscuit. He dumped the, he dumped, he, he dumped the biscuit. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, good call on it. It doesn't end up working out for him, but I think it was, you know, probably okay. a good call. Well, okay, but they also point out that or because there's like a – no pun intended, but there's like a little bit of a red herring here where they they notice that there's some liquid on the floor and yeah. it appears to be gasoline. So whoever did it or like, because there was like two biker guys, right? One of them. Well, no, off. one of them was the one, the one biker was an undercover cop, the one who took okay, off. Okay, right. Wasn't. Yeah, Dewey, right. the biker. They figured they think it was one of his friends who did it to get Dewey out of going to jail, right? And the right. reason why the gas is important is because they think that Dewey left the country by now, but. They notice the gas leaks, so they're like, oh, wait, he couldn't have left the country because his gas is leaking. So, yeah. Yeah. So they end up going to, like, I don't know if it's, like, a biker hangout or if no, it's, like, it's a mechanic No, it's a mechanic. The auto, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they go there, and, uh, you know, Disher takes point, tells mm-hmm. them, like, all right, you guys follow me, Monk, you stay out here. They go inside, and then, like, a minute later, uh, some biker dude, like, crashes through, like, a glass window. And uh, takes off running, and Monk can't stop him. Like, he just lets him go. And well, be specifically he... because Sharona passes Monk a metal pipe that's, like, greasy in order to hit him with it. And oh, right. As I've established, substances being on my hands are, like, the one OCD thing that I still have that my medication can't really do anything about. And so while I think I probably would be able to stop a possible murderer, like, I think that I'd be—I still relate to him, like, yeah, that— that's that's the closest I've come to seeing Monk do something irrational and be like, yeah, I don't know if I'll do that. Like, me- I mean, I would have tripped him at least. The worst is the worst thing for me. What? I would have tripped him at least. Yeah, that's true. Now you have to but, wonder. It is a massive oversight. They have like fifteen police officers, and not a single one is guarding the perimeter. <laughs> yeah, no, true. <laughs> like, not only not, not, not only that, but like, uh, you know, obviously Monk is like upset with himself, mm-hmm. and that's what leads him to eventually go mm-hmm. down the path he does. Yeah. But. I mean, this ain't the first time that this has happened. So I'm it's just also like, right. it's also like 
he's not a police officer. Yes, they're mad at him, but like he is actually under no obligation to stop the guy. <laughs> like if you're right. a citizen, you don't you're not obligated to stop criminals. Anyway, um, right. so apparently, um, uh, Stalmar's had surgery. He's doing well. Um, yep. You know, and, uh, and and he's mad at it, but yeah, Monk is uh, mad at himself uh, about the whole ordeal, and so he is in bed and he can't sleep. Yep. And what does so he, he do? Goes to his clo- he goes to his closet and he takes out like uh, I guess Trudy's old pillow that he has like zippered up in, in you know the pillow thing. Uh-huh. I'm, and, uh, I'm I'm buff. I'm exactly fifty fifty divided on whether or not this is very sweet or very creepy. How do you feel? Uh, I'm just in the camp that it's sweet. Yeah. Okay, I think that it is sweet. Actually, I think the problem is there's no way to sniff a pillow that doesn't look creepy. That was exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, anytime you smell something that used to smell like somebody else, it's just it's tough. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, I'll say this: in the rankings of the things that are least creepy to smell, pillow is very high up there. So I'm glad he's sniffing a pillow and not other things. I'll leave it at that. Um, well, like her panties. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I wasn't gonna say it, I- but. You know, like, I don't care how... I absolutely was going to say it later in the episode, but, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Um, I don't care how... I don't... I don't care how good her strawberry shampoo Mm -hmm. is, there's no fucking chance that that scent is still there. No, 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 no. Exactly. Anyway, he has a conversation with Trudy, um, which is always kind of funny in TV whenever, like, someone's dead and, like, people have full conversations with them. Because I understand that there are some people who do that, but most people I know will lose dead relatives, like... They might say, like, they hear from them or, like, they, like, observe their presence. But I don't know how many of them are having full conversations with them where they think that they're there and are talking to them. But anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you had any conversations with, like, a grandparent or something like that? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. No, no I have not. Um, no. Uh, anyway. But I wake up all the time and, I, I like, I say things to people, apparently, and I don't remember doing that. But that's about mm. it. I talk in my sleep as well, not to anyone in particular. Um, mostly I have conversations with myself, apparently. Um, and I also snore. I'm really terrible to sleep in the same room as, and I apologize to anyone who I've ever slept in a hotel room with. Um, uh, you know, I'll Venmo you money to make up for your not sleeping. Anyway, um, so Monk is really sad about it. They screwed up, and he wants, he's asking Trudy Basie whether he should take this medication. He says back and forth, like, I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of not changing. I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of not changing, which very relatable. I think we've all been there. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it, that's the part of being a, alive. It's part of being a person. It's like, sometimes you want things to change, but a lot of the time you just want things to stay the same. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle and I, mm-hmm. it's totally relatable and I understand it. Mm-hmm. And Trudy says that he will, she wants him to be happy. Which, of course, because I assume we're supposed to interpret, at least I choose to interpret that this is in Monk's head and that Trudy isn't actually a ghost. That means that Monk is telling himself that he wants to be happy. Um, right. And so he takes the medic- medicine, which the thing that annoys me here is I'm willing to believe that Monk could be at such a low moment where he'd take the medicine. I don't believe that he would not tell Dr. Kroger. Like, that's just kind of... Right. I don't believe that. No, that's true. Or apparently, as Sharona points it out, because she's his nurse... <laughs> That he wouldn't tell her either. Yeah. Because, like, obviously once he's once he fully becomes the monk, I can believe that. But when he first takes medication, he's not the monk yet. He's... Yeah. Yeah, and it's not only that, but, like, 
Monk is the type of guy, and like we know Kroger told him that there's side effects. He's not taking these pills unless he knows what those side effects are. And exactly. I don't know. I didn't see the conversation where he asked no. where that was. No. Anyway, the next morning, he's already a different person. He has fully yeah. gone the master of disguise. He became another person. Um, uh, that's a reference to all my Dana Carvey heads out there. Um, you fucking asshole. How many, over under, how many times do you think I've seen that movie? <sighs> Judging from you talking about it, probably like 10 times. Yeah, probably about that about that amount. Um, that movie seems horrible. It's, it serious? is horrible. It's a so bad it's good movie, though. It's, ho- it's, it's, it's one of the worst movies ever made. But I love it. It's so stupid. Turtle, turtle, turtle. I just remember those fucking commercials. Fun fact about that turtle scene, which anyone see this, this is 100 true. The scene where he's in the Turtle Club, in which it's a, it's a club called the Turtle Club. It's like an exclusive club for, like, rich people. And it just happens to be called the Turtle Club. In the same way that, like, the Lion's Den is not, like, or, like, the Eagles are not actually. The Elks Lodge the elks, or whatever. Right, exactly. They're not actually Elks. He comes dressed fully as, like, a turtle man. Where he's, like, bald and, like, in, like, a fake turtle shell suit. And in the scene, he literally bites a man's nose off and spits it back onto his face. It's not really clear how it works. He drinks Pepto-Bismol. It, it, bizarre scene, right? And he says, am I not totally enough for you? The reason I say all these things, to explain how silly it is, that scene was filmed on September 11th, 2001. <laughs> That's a cursed movie. That's a I, cursed movie. It is incredibly movie. cursed, and I love it. And I, I actually, it hasn't been sent up. My parents haven't sent up the box of my DVDs up yet. Um... But I cannot wait to show my new roommates that movie and have them immediately kick me out and be at the on the street. Yeah, anyway, and so, you will deserve all of that. So they meet the captain in his hospital room, and he, Monk is already – he's different. What's the first thing Sharona notices? Do you remember? Uh, that his like, – I guess his top button isn't buttoned. Mm-hmm. He's a little looser. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what, what is it called? Uh, yeah, loose. He just got, he's, he's loose. He's a little loosey-goosey. Loose. Yeah, he's uh, loose. And he goes around and he hugs Stottlemyre, which Monk is not a mm-hmm. hugger. He's a lot of things. Um, yeah. And that's weird, you know. And then... I'm not offended yet. I'm like, no, right no, now, fine. I'm like, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, Great. They learned that they caught Dewey, but Dewey didn't do it. Dewey didn't do it. Um, he apparently po- passed a polygraph, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Monk then asked a question, which is uh, just a, the most disturbing question someone can ask. You gonna finish that about a sandwich? And yeah. And it's like an egg salad sandwich or something. It, is. it looks gross. It is. And he says, Stomach says, no, you can throw it out. Makes sense. And then Monk starts eating it. And the fact that, like, the thing that frustrates me about this episode too is it takes way too long for Schroeder to pull him aside. Like, yeah. It, he's just acting so different. Like, exactly. Like, he is acting like a completely different person. Um, As his nurse, mm-hmm. she should have been the first one to say something. Yeah. Like, it, what? Well, I, I, this is her last episode, so I don't want to dump on her more. But, Which is weird. I was waiting for something to happen that would say like Andre. What did I tell you? It was a mid-season thing that was it was not expected. I you know, I I don't have the details because lose this. The fact that there's not not a lot of information on the internet and this is not something I'm getting from anyone clearly means that it was not expected and it was not you know written. It was acrimonious. Yeah, it was exactly like it clearly was not a good split. So yeah. they didn't write it in because they 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 cheated at the mid-season break. So. You know, so like, yeah, I, I, I thought, of course, when I told you several times that they don't write her leaving into the show. Um, yeah, you kept saying I guess with, like, I... you kept saying with like Mr. Monk meets Manhattan, like, oh, she's going to go back. It's like, no, they were not. They did not expect Schroeder to leave, period. Like, right, right. it was completely out of the blue. Anyway, she's being a bad nurse here. What else is it now? Um, and, you know, uh, they found the weapon, 
in the reservoir, and who is it registered to? It's registered to a Marlene Highsmith, who happens to be the woman who committed suicide four blocks away from where Leland was was shot. Crazy stuff. At that moment, Monk asks, is there anything else for him to eat? And he eats the yogurt, and Shona asks if he bumped his head. Which, once again, like, why are you, that's a joke thing to say. Ask serious questions. Hey, did you take medication? Are you on drugs? (laughs) Like. Right. Did something um, happen to you? Yes. And so Stummer wants to leave. One, because Monk's making him uncomfortable. And two, because uh, he wants to find this guy who's shooting cops. And so they go to the crime scene of the jumper. And uh, Monk, I believe, says splat. Um, yeah. But, like, have we reached the part about that it. really annoys you yet? Oh, well, it was the thing with the stain, right? Uh, no, I'm already here. Like, I'm already pretty much there. Um, once he starts calling himself the monk, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, cool. But, like, when he keeps going with it, I'm just like, okay, no. Yeah. So, they're like, what's your problem? They, it, Monk is completely out of line and all this, yada, yada, yada. They, they're going to go take a look upstairs. And then we cut over to our good friend, your good friend, your best friend. He was, I think, I think you actually were, uh, you know, you were the best man at his wedding, actually. Lester Highsmith, um, is meeting some other degenerate in a bar. I didn't catch his name. Um, and they're talking about the woman, Marlene, who killed herself, and a new armored car robbery. Um, Do you know who the other guy is? I don't know who the, who's the other guy. I, I mean, I don't know his name, but I just know him as the other McPoyle from It's Always Sunny. Oh, I mean, the Lester Highsmith is played by Ken Marino. Like Ken Marino, yeah. yeah that Which is, sure. it's weird that he's in it, because he's like, like, basically exclusively a comedy actor. Um, but also, fun fact about Ken Marino, which this is just... The, the, when I... This is just this just shows that I've wasted so much of my life learning tri- pop culture trivia. So you know you you know the 2017 Academy Award winning film Get Out. Yes. You know how at the party there's the one like Asian um, guy like the he's like something like a sensei trainer or something like that. The, no, not really. Anyway, but there's one Asian guy at the party. Fun fact: because Get Out at the last minute had to move all of its filming to Alabama, they couldn't recast all the extra. They they had to recast all the extra parts. And there was no Asian actor really in northern Alabama, but Camarino's like I think like father-in-law or something, some like his maybe his like stepfather or something like that. Lives is it happens to be like a karate teacher in northern Alabama, and so he never acted before. He didn't get out for like because he's friends with Jordan Peele. Anyway, little fun fact for you guys. Got it. Got uh, it. Okay. I think that's a fun fun fact if I'm being honest, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, let me know yeah. if it's not. Uh, so they go up to uh, to the department and. Um, the landlord makes a joke about how everything it hits the fan at the same time. It hits the fan. Monk mm-hmm. takes a while to get it. Um, and uh, they he looks at the suicide note, and Monk says, "There's something wrong with this note," but he doesn't know what it is. Um, right. And then Monk finds his one true love, other than Trudy. What does he find in the, in, a, in a bowl just sitting on the table? Uh, some sort of a pecan hybrid. Some uh, some type of nuts that he yeah some type of nuts yeah he's nuts about nuts and the thing is I've had some good nuts before and so there are, I have had some nuts where I'm like I I might derail a political a, a police investigation to eat I'm kidding that's not true but it's, if a good nut is a good nut I mean yeah <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to innuendo no innuendo here a good nut's a good nut I'm um, going innuendo that's fine this is the one time in my life where I'm not going to go innuendo because I think that nut, a good a, a good pecan is good. 
I mean, a good peanut, obviously, is unbelievable. Cashews. I can name all of them. I think I'm I think I'm allergic to pecans. It's either pecans or walnuts. I never. You remember probably which should one. know. That's you know. Well, I just avoid both of them. Oh, okay. Um, I prefer probably pecans, but I mean, I think walnuts are good in things, not that great on their own, but that's weird. Um, okay. And so Shona has to like remind Bunk like, hey, Adrian, the captain's been shot. Um, so then he does his he does his investigation. He looks through his fingers, but it's very clear he's not actually doing anything, right? Like he's kind of yeah. Yeah, he's just, like, fucking around, and, like, he seems to have some sort of, uh, like, self-awareness about, like, what he normally does. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, kind of just doing that before he, like, abruptly just says he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny th- the thing is that, like, I I think it's really fun to watch Tony Shalhoub act like this. I just don't love it in this context. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that uh, he um, says he's got nothing. And then, you know, Shona pulls him aside and he's like, what are you doing? Yada, yada, yada. And he says, this is where he first calls. He says, you can't rush the monk. Um, yeah. And then Shona finally asks, you on something? And he pulls out and the pills. And he, yeah, he yeah. pulls them out. And she asks, she finally asks a good question, which is, of course, why didn't you tell me? Which like, huh. And obviously the answer is because he, she, he knew that she might object. Um but, you know. And it just happened that morning. Like, give it some time. Yeah. It also, once again, it's really weird that he... T- also, he apparently took half a dose. Because, uh-huh. like... And he... I don't know. That's just, like... is weird. Um, and, you know, Monk says that they're in a conundrum. And he says that conundrum is a funny word. Which, I just want to say, we had, this is the night... We're recording this night of the presidential debate. A lot of political fact-checkers out there. I'm a fact-checker for this. That is a true fact. Conundrum is a funny word. Yes, it is. Um... But we don't leave the scene without getting one clue, at least. Mm-hmm. It's a little clue. What's that clue? Uh, they see a picture of... Well, because we just... We already met mm-hmm. Ken Marino, but we see a picture of him at Lester Highsmith. Uh, because that was his ex-wife. That's a murderous ass name, by the way. That's like a that's a classic murder name, murderer name on a TV show. Lester oh, Highsmith. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and so there's a picture of them together from when they were still together. So there's a connection. Now, I just want to say, like... Is it fair to say this? Ex-husband, ex-wife still work together as armored car robbers. It is 100% fair to say, I believe you're going to get with me in this. They are the white stripes of uh, armored car robbers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's either that. Yeah, no, it's that. Who Wait. else? I'm trying to think. What other couples still work together after uh, getting divorced? Ca- Captain and Tennille? Who? Captain and Tennille? Captain and Tennille? What do you mean? What? Wow. Okay, I got a reference you don't fucking know. It's what? uh, it's like there was like a, a group from the seventies. Oh. It was they had that song, "Love, Love Will Keep Us Together." Oh, I know that. I didn't know that they were uh, divorced. Uh, yeah, the more you know, I see. If I don't know something, I only... Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Did they, they, when did they be working together? Beavis and Butthead Do America. I don't. Know. <laughs> I think they're still married at that time. Um. Anyway. All right. Uh, that's Beavis and Butthead Do America. Uh, <laughs> that movie was on the other day that's why it's fresh in my head I actually have never seen it but I also think like I should see it but I think that I definitely am too young for Beavis and Butthead to really mean anything to me um, anyway that uh, so Monk you fought, next time we see him at Rocket Burger which is apparently Burger Joint that's right down the street from him and Monk's being weird but I feel like the woman behind the counter is being angry yeah. too early she's like he's not being strange enough to want like he has he has what's good here like what do people get and she says, look at the menu. It's like, come on. Like, answer his question. 
Yeah, you go to Jack in the Box, you ask them what's good because uh, they sell teriyaki bowls there. I guarantee you not everyone's getting that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can't... I've never been to a Jack in the Box because I don't believe that they're on the East Coast, but... Um, Dude, Jack in the Box is good. I'm the sure egg it is. Rolls, the you egg rolls are... The, the fact that we're on, we're three, uh, two and a half seasons in, you think that there's any fast food restaurant you need to convince me is good. Like, yeah, of course it's good. It's fast food. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I've heard many good things about the egg rolls, which when I first learned that Jack in the Box had egg rolls, I was completely floored. Um Anyway. Egg rolls, tacos, they have pitas, I think, and, like, weird shit. I don't yeah. Know. So there's apparently a secret sauce on the Rocket Burger, and he – they don't know what it is, but then the person says that it's just Russian dressing, which is, of course, what people speculate about with uh, the special sauce on the Big Mac, which apparently is Russian dressing with a couple other alterations. Um, what about In-N-Out? Uh, that, oh, that's Thousand Island. That's Thousand Island. Also, another place that's not on the East Coast, so I couldn't tell you. Um <sighs> well, I've no pain. Hey, what you know, what people have to say about me is that there's anyone who's on Twitter knows there's a, a debate about what the best fast food place burger is, fast casual burger is every day on Twitter. I've never weighed in because I've never had Whataburger or In and Out, and until I do, I don't have the right all the information. So I've had all of them, and I can honestly say I I prefer Shake Shack to all of them mm-hmm. because it's the best package. In and Out probably has a better burger. But their fries are an abomination. I probably out of Shake Shack and Five Guys, I actually like Five Guys more. Um, but uh, yeah, also I mean the big thing about Shake Shack that I hate, and this is really just this is real. I'm I treat my body like a trash can. That I hate how small the soda cup is. <laughs> Shake Shack, like, it really annoys me. Um, anyway, I always get I always get the the half and half, fifty fifty. Mm, I I'm not a big iced tea person, so anyway. Um, so yeah, let's get into bonk. It is eating his burger, and then he sits across from a random guy in a suit, um, and he stains his shirt, and he doesn't want to do anything about it. With Once again, like, you're right. People without OCD don't like having the shirt today. <laughs> yeah, not under your fucking armpit, either. Like, how'd that even get there? And uh, But yeah, he, he meets, he meets a, the, a car dealer, Sal. or a car salesman named Salvatore. Salvatore. And hey. what this made me realize is that if you're a car salesman, Seeing someone in the middle of a manic episode, he's got to be like Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I, I do appreciate how, like, normally I think that, like, most people will be more weirded out, but I like that this guy is such a devoted car salesman that you can tell that he tells exactly what Monk's going through, and it's like, oh, this guy's clearly not in the right friend of mine. I'm going to sell him a car. Car salesmen are a different breed. They just, they, they, they're like psychologists mm-hmm. in a way. They know when to break you down and mm-hmm. how. Yes, I uh, I have never had to buy a car. Um, famously, my, my mother is famous for being incredibly good at getting good deals at uh, car places. Everybody's mom is. I and the thing is, I can tell you, and I know this, this is true because from and I don't remember this fully, but like my mom has told me that like from age like seven, whenever my parents would be getting a new car, I would purposely not want to be in the room because I felt so uncomfortable with how. <laughs> aggressive my mom was towards the de- the dealer which good for her but like i'm definitely one of those like yes okay i'll pay more than the sticker just to make you happy that's definitely my attitude in life yeah which same. is a problem anyway i still bring my mom whenever i get a car i mean that's i've heard a lot of people do that it's it's oh. not a it's you know moms don't take any shit and that's why i this is a very pro mom podcast i right i think it's fair to say it's very pro moms on this show pro mom con dads no i'm just kidding well, okay it's pro everybody okay no, well not pro everybody because there's you know a pro mom I'm personally pro dad, but more importantly, we're anti Jared Leto. We established that last episode. Yes. So Monk buys a convertible, which of course he does. 
Um, a Mustang. It's a Mustang. It's a good. It's a nice car. It's bright red, which isn't great, but uh, they go then to talk to Lester at the armored car place, and Monk shows up in a Hawaiian shirt, and you know what? Like this thing, I don't know anything about fashion, but I feel like maybe the pants were a little baggy, but I feel like you know that shirt. I feel like is a good shirt. I, you know, I think that I'm, I'm liking that shirt. I couldn't wear it personally, but I feel like there are people who could pull it off. I like how you just threw that in casually. Like, not that, but, like, the fact that they go to an armed car place. Like, that's a fucking place to go. Um, I mean, but they but have like, to, there has to be some depot for them. I don't know. Did they did they mention that before, or did they just show up? I, I think don't they just show up because that's his place of work. I don't think they mentioned it before. Right. Like okay. But it's his place. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only notable. I think it's, you only think that because his job is important for the case. But if he worked as, like, a accountant, I don't think that it wouldn't be a big If they just show up at an accounting firm, it's like, oh, he works at an accounting firm, you know? Um, but anyway. Okay. I show up, and I don't know if you caught this, but Monk calls Disher Toy Store. Do you? No, I don't expect you to remember. Do you remember though why he's Toy Store? Uh, okay, it's something because of Disher. Disher reminds him of no, it's uh, Disher. Something of Disher. Uh huh. Dish, plate, Plato, Play-Doh. Where do you get Play-Doh? Toy Store. Yeah, I mean, what a fucking reach, but all right. What we in the biz call a walk. Um. And uh, Shrona completely says that Monk's dosage is just too high, which is true. Um, and uh, stop by the but, but hold on, hold on. One thing, yeah. one thing we forgot. So one right thing. before, right before like uh, Monk and the cops show up, uh, the I guess the the dispatcher, like the boss of the whole armored right, car right, thing, right. is is talking to uh, Lester, and you know obviously he knows that his ex wife killed herself, mm-hmm. and he's. He's asking him. Uh, he's asking him if he's still like up to the task of you know doing his job mm-hmm. on the next couple of days or something. And he's Lester's like, yeah, of course I'll do it, because there's gonna be a huge like money pickup from like the federal or mm-hmm. building or some shit yep. like that. I don't know. And so obviously that's what the crime is gonna be. That's what yep. they're setting up. Exactly. So right, and Stalmer pulls Monk aside and basically like pull together. You know, um, this is like serious. Yada yada yada. Uh, and then they go to talk to Lester. And Monk yeah. comes out firing on all cylinders. He's yeah. reckless. Like, and, um, yeah, and then he's, you know, he's like basically, he basically accuses him of shooting Stalmeyer. Um, and then he says that he couldn't work for the armored car place. Do you, do, did you catch why he can't work there? Uh, no, I didn't catch that. Because he couldn't wear the uniform? <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. Now, right. that's fair. You know, if you're, if you're a drip king, I don't expect you to work at a place that has a uh, uniform. Um, and, sure. and yes, uh, also, I feel like because I was actually talking to uh, my mother, the Probot Podcast, um, and as I mentioned before, multiple of her friends listen to the show, and I was thinking about how I need to apologize once again on behalf of all the times I say things like Drip King. Um, from context, you might be able to tell, but it's someone, drip, to have Drip is when you are wearing really nice clothes, like really stylish clothes. If you're a Drip King, it means you like dress really nicely. Not nicely as in like a suit and tie, but like you dress cool and fashionable. Just little... Yes. Yeah. So now you know. You know. Also, this is just a public service because now when you hear you know kids talking about their drip, you know that they're not talking about like sinus problems or a leaky faucet or doing too much. Yep. 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 Cocaine. Yep. Yeah. I was. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we basically learned that um, Monk asks uh, Lester where he was at twelve o five, when, which is when his ex wife killed herself and he said that he was at work and that he left at 12 15 because he got a uh a voicemail from her 
which honestly that makes sense like i that sounds like a plausible enough story you know yeah i mean good for you have a job that lets you check your voicemail just like that you know great it, uh, it was twelve fifteen. you know he could have been uh on lunch, lunch. Yeah. yeah you know also like yeah it also I, I feel like if you're in actually the depot i can't imagine you're doing that that much like i guess if you're on the road that's one thing but um right yeah anyway um so uh so yeah, Lester basically shoots shoots him down that he couldn't have possibly done it because yeah yeah and you know they kind of keep accusing him because the gun was registered to her and all that and he doesn't know how it happened and you know his story like he has it's a good alibi he wasn't there when she killed herself and like why would he have shot Stana there's no you know reason well well they do ask him they do ask him like oh well why didn't you call the cops and apparently it's because she is you know she's had issues or mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not but he claims that she uh, you know she's done it several times or threatened suicide several yeah. times so mm-hmm. yeah he the reality is that 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 is a relatively realistic thing to happen um, and sure. then there's a great moment where um. You know, he says that, like, the, the Lester brings up how she dreamt off with a bathrobe. And Monk is like, how do you know she was in a bathrobe? No one said anything about a bathrobe. And, like, what, you just said it two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, one of the first things he said to him. Yeah, I, I, I do like that uh, as a joke. Because it is funny. Because I, I guess that's obviously a big trope in crime shows where the criminal will say a detail that he was never told. But I like the idea of, like, how did you know about this? Like, no one told you about that. It's like, well, yeah, of course. You did. You just did. Um, yeah. And then when they're done with that conversation, Sharona takes Monk's pills and they start playing keep away. Um, and uh, I don't know why they don't just why Dish just doesn't run away. Like he could outrun Monk. There's no why do they keep playing keep away? That's kind of dumb. Yeah, and then they end up throwing it at Captain's face. Mm-hmm. And then Monk gets him back. Uh, and you know, as they're leaving, Sharona's like being very sincere, like you know, this is terrible for you, you're really, you're not doing well, all that, yada, 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 and Monk's like, I'm well, I'm happy for the first time, and then she sees his car, and he says, it's pretty righteous, huh? Which does, sa- he does briefly dip into the Guy Fieri lexicon there. Um, yeah. If, if he says that was out of bounds, um, uh, anyway, what are the triple D phrases? Uh, bananas, and bananas is a good thing. You know, a big out, triple D out guy. Of yeah, out of bounds is a good one. That's true. Uh, oh, oh, well, uh, the thing is, he doesn't just say out of bounds. He'll say something like, uh, that's, that, sh- that uh, sidewalk over there, that's the bounds. This car is out of bounds. Watch too much of that show, man. Um, and too then, fast, too furious. Oh, yes. So, hey, um, any graphic designers uh, listening, please mock that up for us. Um, thank yes. you. Um, be, do it so where to... you replace, replace Vin Diesel's head, obviously, with uh, Guy Fieri, and then replace Paul Walker's head with, like, a burger. Anyway, so he calls Monk, in, I mean, Monk calls Sharona an L7. Did you catch what an L7 is? Yeah, I did. I knew it immediately. Yeah, he calls her square. But also, mm-hmm. interesting point, like, she's like, well, how, is this your car? Like, she's pointing at his car, and she's like, yeah, yeah, like, like you said. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you can't afford this. Like, I'm sorry, a Ford Mustang ain't that expensive. Like, no. relax. Yeah, he's definitely got financing. Like, he has a, he has a job, he has a, you know, I... He's probably got good credit. He doesn't seem like someone who's maxing out credit card bills. You know. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be a big spender, let's just say. It, and the thing is, like, too many people who are broke have really nice cars. Like, he can afford it. He's fine. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he says he's going to New Orleans. Why is he going to New Orleans? Because it's Mardi Gras, baby. And what's the problem with that? Mardi Gras was nine months ago, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be in nine months, but yes. Um, oh, it's going to be in nine months. No, nine but, months but, ago, baby. But, but he does point out, though. Whenever the monk is in New Orleans, 
It's Mardi Gras. I mean, my hope is, uh, what, he's going to drive there? Was that his plan? Yes, he's going to drive to New Orleans. Well, I hope it's like fucking like Wednesday or something and it's going to take him six days to get there because, uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, it is tough. But, oh, hey, he has nine months, though. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh, you're right. And then Monk is in a pool at a hotel um, and he's shooting people with a water gun. And uh, this scene, I'll be honest with you, I kept the audio on. I had to go to a different tab. Because this scene makes me cringe too much, and I can't watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was really bad. It. I'm just like, dude, yeah. I mean, we know that Monk is uncool, but even when he thinks he's cool, he's super uncool. Yeah. And it's like, there's a certain... Because a lot of times when Monk's uncool, he is not trying to be cool, and so it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, right. I'm one of those people who believes that the coolest people are the people who are trying or not trying to be cool and are just actively themselves. That's obviously a cheesy thing that you get at the end of like a high school movie, but I genuinely believe it. But like he, Monk is trying so hard to be cool, and he's so lame. He says that it's going to be crazy when the Monk is on Bourbon Street, which maybe it will be. Who knows? Um, yeah. He mentioned something being tight also. Yeah. He says that he's, like, against the the man, the, in the you know, older guys, even though he's, you know, 50 almost. Um, yeah. And just once, just once I wanted to see him lean into, like, using, like, uh, like Bay Area slang, like, hella, or, like... <laughs> or something that would be so fucking great uh, you, uh, any of you uh hey uh, are you over there you want to call the mardi gras with me cousin yeah yeah that shit would be hella fun the hell what's what is our uh, cousin and hella are the main uh the main two um uh, I, I think it's just hella i think that's yeah. the one oh, I, yeah. I didn't even know cousin was a big thing i don't honest. know if, i mean i i've heard i honestly i'm just it's marshawn lynch says it a lot so um i feel like Marshawn Lynch and Ryan Coogler are my two references of Bay Area accents. Um, but okay. anyway. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think that that's bad, actually. I think that, in, in fairness, I think that those are pretty good choices. Um, yeah. So they say they want to play uh, Marco Polo with him. And sure enough, when they play Marco Polo, his eyes are closed. And when he opens them up, where is everyone? In Portugal or something. I don't fucking know. But they ain't there. Yeah, they're not there. And then so we cut to him in his hotel room. And he's really... He's not doing well. He's really sad. Um, was Marco Polo Portuguese? Marco Polo, I believe, was Portuguese. Uh, I'll double check. Actually, nice. what, or is he Italian? I mean, who's to say? Marco Polo was... He was... Venetian. So Italian. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, you could... I mean, I, you know, maybe... Uh, maybe he did... Like, did he, like sail not sail but did he like explore for portugal let me google let me command f portugal in his wikipedia page it's not there okay i tried to help you i couldn't do it um uh anyway so he's really sad and he ends up pulling out trudy's pillow he sniffs it some more um and then he uh it's clear he it's he's thinking maybe it's time to change you know to leave it all behind everyone wanted to walk alone Always been scared to try. No, um, that was a, I, that's not a popular song that I was quoting. Uh, it was big in alt rock radio in like 2010. But the, the guy, people who got it got it. Um, so uh, please tell me what song it is. I think it's called "Change" by I want to say it's by uh, Sick the Puppies. No. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's okay. terrible. I'm not saying it's a good song. I... No, no, no. Okay, I don't even know who the fuck that is. But it's right. it's a terrible song. Um, right. But you know, I I I was raised on rock radio, so. He returns to the apartment, and he's no longer the monk. Because True didn't yeah. like the monk, apparently. Thank God. 
the monk is dead. All rest in peace to the monk. So yeah. monk points out there's something wrong with this room. He goes over the suicide note. What is wrong with this room in the suicide note? Uh, suicide note, I believe, was written in red ink, and uh, there's no red pen to be found anywhere in the apartment. See, the thing is, I think that that's that's a good murder mystery clue. Like, I like that as a clue. Sure. Because it's something that, like, I think you could feasibly see them missing, but also was like, oh, shit. Like, whoa. Well, my question is, like, I mean, because Monk didn't have a lot of time. Like, he was mostly at the crime scene, as far as I knew. After that, he was the Monk when he was at the apartment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very possible they could have bagged that pen or something. That's I don't know. true, but also they wouldn't have because it was a suicide. So why would they have bagged anything? True, very true. Okay, yeah. um, touche. And so, if that, but he, he terms that the suicide was the suicide note was not written in the apartment. That it's a, sorry that the it was not written by her. It was written by someone else, and right. that there was an original suicide note that was gotten rid of, and then Monk. Does some fucking Encyclopedia Brown Nancy Drew yeah. shit, where he takes right. some chalk and he rubs it over like one of the placemats, and he basically uses the indentation of the real suicide note. Which I'll be honest, that's that's cool. I like it. It's cheesy, but I like it as a as a tactic. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and and basically, what you learn from the suicide note is it's just collaborating the story that we hear uh, uh, previously in the bar. Um, where basically she's admitting she's racked full of guilt. I mean, it was a suicide note. She was going to kill herself. But we know the details, and it was just she felt bad about mm-hmm. the upcoming crime that they were going to commit, and she makes a reference to the crime they committed a couple of years mm-hmm. ago in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, um, well, we'll get to that after, but or we'll get there soon. But, yeah, that's that's what the, the real suicide note said. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was in Cincinnati, and she uh, famously said, um, wait, I'm trying to get the actual reference. I can't, I can't find it in time. I want to do that bit, you know, that they do where, like, someone tells a story, and then they do the Tom Brenneman thing, where it's like, and so-and-so flies out to deep right field. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. couldn't find the name so- of the guy. Um, anyway, so... Uh, the Castellanos. Mistake, yeah, Castellanos, yes. The big mistake that Lester makes here is something that you learn in Season 2, Episode 1. Most suicides do not have a note. He sh- just should have gotten rid of the note and not replaced it. Like that, yeah. it, 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 unforced error for him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so they end up, uh, basically what they realize is, because the time, and because basically uh, Martha, Marsha, whatever her name is, Highsmith, um, I listen to her name. Uh, she explains Marlene. to him, Marlene, the next crime is going to be at a certain time on Friday, and it's that time. So they're racing over there in Monk's new car, and Monk has explained to Stoudemire what happened. We've been through a lot of it, but, you know, I gotta ask you, what happened? Uh, yeah, okay, so obviously the crime happened a couple years ago. They were about to set this one up now. She feels bad. She writes the suicide note, proceeds to kill herself. She leaves him a voicemail. That's the voicemail that he checks when he's at the depot, and he knows, fuck, they're gonna find out. So he races his ass over, and uh, and of course there's a bunch of cops out in front because it's a crime scene. Or like a it's a, just it's, a woman splat. Not to be disrespectful, yeah. splat on the sidewalk. <laughs> right. Out. So 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 he wasn't gonna get in that building no matter what he tried. So he resorted to the only thing he could, which he needed the distraction. So I guess he just had the the biscuit on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had her biscuit on him. <laughs> that sounds so that's, weird, uh, that's, but... uh, Yeah, I feel so bad. I have no idea what your girlfriend thinks you're saying. 
Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so so he just randomly shoots whoever. So uh, as we mentioned previously, the the person that was meant to be shot was nobody. Like he was just doing it. He shot the cop. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so then he races over to the building, and sure enough, all the cops have been called to that scene. So he goes up there, takes a note, I guess, writes a new one, leaves that one, and bam, here mm-hmm. we are. Yep. And so they end up catching him. And his friend, who apparently is a minor character on it's always sunny, robbing yeah. the armored car. And they're going to kill the other driver, the driver. Yeah, they were about to kill him. Yeah, about to, you know, turn his uh, head into a canoe. Um, they were about to butter his biscuit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Monk stops him. He pulls out a gun. But what's the problem with Monk's gun? He's still packing the water biscuit. From earlier in the pool. <laughs> we gotta retire this bit. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not oh, retiring no, it. Not fine. for this episode. You know what's actually funny? I lied and pretended like I wasn't sure that Biscuit was slang for gun. I was 100% sure it was because he was at some point, I remember I once read an article of like the worst rap slang that people tried to make happen. And I think it was in like 2006, people tried to make Biscuit happen. And I will never forget Biscuit of all the women because I remember right after I read that article, I went onto my older brother's phone and this was right when I was using like autocorrect, like that's custom autocorrects. And I made his phone change gun to biscuit, and it took him like six months to realize. So I I'm, mean, how many times is he going to say the word gun? Not that often, which is why it's funny, because <laughs> it took him a while. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Anyway, so he and but thankfully for uh, Monk, the other cops show up and um, they stop him, and then Randy, you know, gets in uh, his face. He's talking tough, like, "What do you want to say to my partner?" It's like, okay, Randy, like you still look like you. Like I love you as a character, but like you're not gonna intimidate anyone. Right. Um, but yeah, and then we get to the end of the episode, and uh, Monk, he he. Uh, actually, no wait. Before then, Monk throws away the pills because Strohn asked him to. Um, yep. And then we go to the end of the episode, and Monk is sniffing the pillow, and you see that he's sleeping with Trudy in his mind, which is nice. It's a sweet ending. Yeah, it is. Um, I was gonna ruin it, uh, and I won't. Do it, no, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You can't say no, that. I, not just, do it. I, I just think it would have been. I think it would have been such a crazy like turn if like all of a sudden it would have been like him like about to get down with her. Go <laughs> 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 oh, man! How crazy would that be? That would be honestly like that's hilarious. Thank you, fleet. Thank you for saying that. Um... I apologize to any listeners who who are tuning in to have a complete fear, completely above board conversation about Monk. Um, <laughs> yeah, but if you got this far, you know you have turned it off. Once you start saying biscuit, um, anyway, what would you give this episode out of ten? <laughs> well, now I'm gonna give it an eight. <laughs> I was a seven and a half before, but now it made me laugh way more than I have yeah. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Half. Also, I'm also gonna give it an eight because. It's my little tri- uh, tribute to Biddy Shram. We're not gonna see her anymore. Yeah. Or, well, I guess we'll see her a few later down. In just one uh, episode, she has she guest stars again in season eight. Yeah. Um. So for now, I'll bump it up a little bit. As many problems as I had with her character at times. Yep. Um. Nonetheless, we've been here for three seasons yes. with her. So she'll yeah. Shouts to Sharona. I give this a seven point five. Shouts to Sharona. Really great stuff from Sharona. Generally, she's a good character. Um. We we ragged on her a lot. But uh, ultimately, you know, I think she's a good character. I don't. I wouldn't change anything about her except maybe her taste in men. But um, 
Absolutely. You know, and uh, yeah, and I mean, Billy Shrimp is a great actress on it. She definitely the character. She the uh, all the problems we had were definitely. Uh, I think just sometimes the writing is was a little, especially with the guy she did, it was a little dumb. But um, in yeah. terms of her acting, she definitely she had a great rapport with Tony Shalhoub. The chemistry was really yes. good. Um, the stuff with Randy and her was always funny. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it, it does suck that they couldn't write her off and anything that they didn't have a way to say goodbye to her. Um, but uh, yeah, it it is kind of. And I'll tell you, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but the way that they end up explaining her going away is choppy. But that's you. You really don't have a choice. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, yeah. You do that or you do what the West Wing did where there's a character that was in the end of season one that did was not in the rest of the show that they just never referenced ever again. Um, Wait, hold on a second. Does Do they ref... I mean, they have to bring it up in the next episode, Yeah, yeah of right? course. Yeah, I'm okay, saying that okay. they don't do that. I'm not going to tell you okay. what they do, but... Um, okay. But yeah, so we're done with the Sharona era. Um, shouts to Sharona. Shouts to... Shouts to all the Sharonas in the world. I can't imagine there are that many of them. Shouts to the Sharona that the song My Sharona was written about. Kind of sucks that I got like a thirty-year-old guy wrote a song about you when you're fifteen, but whatever. Um, anyway, uh, we're excited to keep you know doing the show even with, as Natalie comes on, and um, you know we haven't we haven't recorded it yet, so I'm not gonna say specifically what it is, but it's gonna be very obvious. But I say what it is. Uh, we're gonna be doing Mr. Monk and the Red Herring next on Tuesday, and we should we should we should we should cross our fingers. If we don't, I apologize. We should have a very special guest for that episode. Um, yep. And uh, once again, if you before you tweeted me, is it X? Like yes, yes. I'm, I'm not gonna say it directly because I don't wanna. I wanna have plausible deniability. If that's right, if something falls through. Because thing is, when we tease the Breckman interview, we had already recorded it. Whereas this one, we have not. So I can't guarantee it. Right. Well, I'll just say like if you guys are a huge fan of Mario Lopez, you're gonna love this. Episode. Oh my God, yes. It honestly, <laughs> like, this is actually becoming a pro, this is incredibly pro AC Slater podcast. No. Um, but yeah, so uh, you can follow this show at Strictly Munkin on Twitter. That's Strictly, not Strictly with a G. No G's involved. Um, well, okay, we're two G's, but there's no G's in the podcast name. Um, but we're not the last G. No, we're not. Uh, we're not the last OG either. Um, and, Damn it, that's what I meant. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we do move in silence like lasagna. So you can follow Andre at Andre Barrera. I was going to ask you, but you were chewing something, so I didn't want to. Uh, Thank and you. you can follow me at the J Christie, um, and yeah, at least I tune in and uh, rate, review, subscribe, share the show. Um, you know, and I'm obviously <clears throat> I, share the next episode a lot because it's obviously going to be special if everything works out. Um, you know, and uh, more important than all that, tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk and the Red Herring. Forgive me for that last image I put in your head at the end of the episode, and uh, let's get monkey.